TSL. This is the Satin Lounge. Breathe it in. One of the most sensual songs of 1986. Climax, I Miss You in the Satin Lounge with Kia Renee. Climax, the name of Lone, have mercy. <laughs> they gave us hits like Meeting in the Ladies' Room, The Men All Pause, and um, they were and are one of the most successful all-girl funk bands of all time. We are honored today to have with us one of the original members of Climax, Satin Lounge. Help me welcome legendary guitar virtuoso, composer, arranger, producer, performer extraordinaire somebody, the unruly Cooley, Miss Cheryl Cooley. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, gosh. Oh, my title has gotten so long. Oh, I'm so happy to have you here. And you know what? You need to just go ahead and take that in because I don't know if you realized it or not, but you've been doing this thing for about 30 years, Mama. Oh, yeah, thanks. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. You have a legacy of music that we love and are privileged to have you in the Satin Lounge. Thank you. The name Unruly Cooley, I love it. Where did it come from? (laughs) Why do they call you that? Well, that's because I am uh, uh, have a mild-mannered personality off stage, and then once I get on stage, it's it's uh, it's an unruly uh, event. It's uh, full of uh, music and energy and other things. And other things. Can we discuss those other things in the sad lounge? You know, whatever comes over, just comes over. Wow. And I have been privilege to sit and watch. Actually, I couldn't sit and watch. I, I watched her perform. I had to stand because the energy is vivacious and incredible. And it is amazing to see that you are still performing from that very honest place after all these years. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's a true place. How does it feel to know that Climax produced and created some of the greatest songs that have become a fabric of our lives or the soundtrack of so many people, gay, straight, black, white, national, international. Everyone knows your music. They love it and it's become a staple in their lives. How does it feel? Uh, I Sometimes I don't even realize how it affects someone really until it, they bring it to my attention. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm doing my art. I'm doing... Uh, the music that is expressed through me. So uh, when someone tells me about how it's affected them, I'm just as shocked as they are. (laughs) So you consider yourself somewhat of a prism. You just kind of get out of your own way and allow the the gift to flow. It's really an honor to be able to affect people in a positive way. So I I, I take it in. I'm glad that I'm able to, uh, you know, give that energy to them that is, you know, good for them, for, you know, the whole vibration of of life. How's that? (laughs) I love that. I love that. Have you always gotten positive reviews? Have you always, has everyone always loved you? I imagine if since you pioneered a all-girl group, uh, there had to be some opposition. There had to be some some walls and some barriers that you broke down for the rest of us. Oh, for sure. I mean, in the very beginning, uh, uh, when Climax first started in 1980, 
for someone to, you know, you walk up and say, oh, we're an all-girl band. And like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, you're only on. Uh, I can remember going to a, uh, like, a battle of the bands one time at a club, and we had to use the house band's instruments, and they were like, oh, no, you're not going to touch my instrument because I know you don't know how to play. <laughs> and then once we finally convinced the club owner to allow us to uh, participate, then, uh, you know, the entire club got silent for the whole performance. And we thought, oh, can we do that bad? And then as soon as we finished the last note, it was like the club was in an uproar. You know, the silence was being, you know, you know unbelievable. Oh, my gosh, look what they're doing. A celebration. Yeah. And then once we finished the music, they let us know that you know, we were definitely um, appreciated and welcomed. You know, I don't think we really... How can I say suffer barriers? I think it was such a new idea that it was a feeling of not not knowing what to expect. So once we passed, uh, you know, any of those, uh, I guess you'd call them doubts, but they really weren't. It was just like, well, what are you gonna do? And then once we were able to demonstrate what we could do, then you know, things were definitely um, things were helped. You know, mm -hmm. we were helped along the way. So sounds like that's the formula for everything, especially. The Satin Lounge, there's such a diverse uh, group of people here. We obviously cater to the LGBTQ community. And uh, it sounds like you're saying you have to just be yourself. Oh. That breaks the walls. That breaks the barriers. People eventually embrace who you are. Yeah, for sure. I mean, once the, given the opportunity to show uh, the individuality and the musical expression, it's always embraced. Let me ask you about uh, Climax. It, it disbanded in, uh, you guys disbanded in about 1990, somewhere in there. Yes. And uh, what made you want to regroup, pick it back up, put this new lineup together and get back on the road? Well, actually, um, I had personally just put music aside for about, uh, you know, about 10 years. And uh, I got a phone call one day from uh, our old manager And he said, uh, hey, Cheryl, if you, uh, you know, put Climax back together, I'll uh, get you guys on some tours. And I really hadn't thought about it. And I actually did call the, all of the original members. And the running joke always was that I was the only member that had the same telephone number all the years that we've known each other. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, always, they always kind of contacted me at some, <laughs> some year of some sort. And uh, when I asked them uh, individually, I got, you know, I got uh, too old and too fat. I got too many kids. It's not going to work. I don't want to do it. You know, I really tried to convince them to do it. But uh, eventually they felt that it just wasn't going to work. So I just kept persevering and pushing forward. Mm -hmm. And that brought you to putting together the new band, also known as Unruly Cooley as well. Right, right. Um, I mean, I want I want to play music, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I felt that uh, if I continued the uh, idea of playing Climax music that the original members would want to, you know, mm -hmm. kind of join in, but that wasn't the, the case. And so uh, to continue on my musical expression, I just push forward and And continue expressing yourself. <laughs> yes, my <laughs> <laughs> We love to watch you express yourself. You have to, if you get an opportunity to go and see Cheryl Cooley or Unruly Cooley or Climax, all of them embody who she is, you have to go and see this woman perform. I, I have to tell you, I was, I went, I had the chance to see her at the Morongo in uh, Palm Springs, and I saw this woman fall to her knees there was tongue wagging and 
it was incredible. It was as if she was Jimi Hendrix reincarnated. I was extremely impressed, moved. It was so sexy. I'm trying to tell somebody that you need to go and see them perform. I mean, it's are you influenced? Were you influenced by Jimi Hendrix? Who are your influences musically? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really have any one particular guitar player. I took something from everyone, you know, every guitar mm-hmm. player that I just kind of passed my my way. Uh, it, it just comes over me, you know. It's just, I mean, definitely Jimmy was, uh, you know, a, a, a great uh, trailblazer. And, uh-huh. of course, as a guitar player, you have to pay attention to Jimmy. That's Hendrix. right. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, when the music takes over, it just takes over. <laughs> it's really an understatement, unless you've seen her perform. <laughs> Can you do this for me? Can you go back in your mind and think about the moment that you felt that music was exactly what you wanted to do for the rest of your life. It's interesting because uh, one day, uh, one night, I had a, I had a dream as a, as a child. Um, I guess I had to have been, I don't know, anywhere between seven and nine, I guess. And I had this dream of um, myself on stage playing guitar. And uh, next to me, there was uh, the, the rest of the band, you know, the rest of the lineup of the band. And we were getting ready to play our first note, and I'm getting ready to step up to the microphone and, and sing. And I look over to my right at the band, and I notice there's something different about them. You know, like, okay. oh, I, you know I, I, I couldn't see it, you know, but it just felt something was different. And um, some, some years later, uh, Climax was performing at the Olympic Auditorium in Los Angeles. And I uh, got wow. ready to step up to the microphone, and the dream was coming true. And as I stepped forward to sing at the microphone and look at the band, I realized it was an all-female band. Wow. And, I, you know, I just couldn't see that at the time of the dream, but it actually came true. Everything that I was doing, the movements, the music, the energy. Wow. Yeah, so in my immediate family, no one played any music or no one, you know, played an instrument. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of always had, like, a toy guitar given to me for Christmas and stuff like that. So... You know, to put the two together, you know, for, you know, fate just to kind of throw it together, uh, that's how I wound up with the guitar. Do you believe that you have to kind of see a thing before you can accomplish it? So here you are dreaming of this thing, and all of a sudden it is a reality. Is that how dreams come true? Uh, I would have to say yes. (laughs) Uh, At least most of the time, you know, because, I mean, what made me realize that I had had that dream was that it came into reality. And I was like, oh yeah, I've been here before. Wow. We're going to actually step back to one of your songs from Climax, Say Yes, featuring uh, Howard Hewitt, right here in the Satin Lounge with Kira Renee. We're going to be back with more of the Unruly Cooley. <laughs> Keep it alive. Hi, this is your girl, Green Pete. This is Coles Whalen, and we are in the Saturn Lounge. Hi, this is Dale Guy Madison. This is Kara Wilkins. This is Jill Bennett. Hi, I'm Barbara Niven. Breathing it in. Breathe it in. This is Nelson Branco of Bill Bob and Spencer, and you're listening to one of the most engaging, sexy podcasts on the planet, Saturn Lounge yeah. with Kira Renee. Hey, this is 
this is Cheryl Cooley of Climax and Unruly Cooley sitting in the Satin Lounge with Kia Renee. Yeah. You're in the Satin Lounge with Kia Renee, and we're back with our special guest. Honored to have her here, the Unruly Cooley, Miss Cheryl Cooley from Climax. Um, we have been talking on this musical journey that you've taken over 30 years and some odd. Uh, I think that qualifies you as an expert and a professional in this business that can uh, really give uh, insight on what the challenges may be in pursuing your dreams musically. What are some of the incredible highs that you might have experienced on your journey? Oh, you know, when you write music and you once you get all the, the elements together and you hear it as one piece, mm-hmm. uh, for me, that is amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like building, you know, building something piece by piece. And then when you finally, you know, step back and look at the entire piece, to me, I'm always in awe of that. You know, even though I know all the pieces that went together to, you know, see and hear it. Uh, finally come together it's like like a little kid like, wow look what I did you know ideas come sometimes when you least expect it mm-hmm. and it's not to say those ideas are good or bad they're you know ideas that maybe you can use now or later but uh, there's always a creative kind of uh, inflow uh, always, Info. always going on so you just kind of tap into it and uh, and take what comes to you. How do you keep that passion? You were just saying that you're like a little kid and you're just like so excited about what you've created. How do you keep that passion? I, like anybody else, have discouraging moments when, like I said earlier, uh, there was, you know, a 10-year period where I stopped playing. Uh, There are those discouraging moments, but there's so many possibilities. And Mm -hmm. one thing to always remember, there's endless possibilities. And, uh, Sometimes it's hard to keep it going, but if it's definitely woven in you, something's going to kind of tap you on the shoulder and keep you going. But still say, never give up. Because you're created to do what you were born to do. For sure. So what's next for um, Climax, uh, Unruly Cooley? (laughs) Well, we're uh, gearing up for a tour, Mm -hmm. uh, spring, summer. Exciting. You must go. Yes. Yes. Uh, we, um, it looks like, you know, it's going to definitely be a, a cross-country type tour. Nice. Everybody just kind of checks out our website, uh, Climax.com. Climax.com, okay. There's a calendar there with all of our dates where we're going to be performing. And let me say Climax is spelled K-L-Y-M-A-X-X. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> so they can keep up with you at Climax.com. Say someone wanted you to come and play at one of their venues or so forth, the, all the contact information is there to reach you. Do you do that? Do you sure. do you go and yeah. and surprise people and show up <laughs> at their venues? Sure. I mean, all of all of our contact information is on the website. And sometimes we're contacted to do, you know, some shows that you wouldn't know were there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to say it like that. But, uh... 
Yeah, there's also a Climax, uh, where we have a Climax Music uh, Facebook page, and you can always find me on Facebook, Cheryl Cooley. Do you ever do Twitter, Cheryl? Are you on Twitter? Are you on? <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Are you in the social networking uh, madness? I'm on Twitter. You are on Twitter. We need an address so that we can tweet you. I'm on Twitter. It's just you know, Twitter.com/slash <laughs> climax. I'll check it eventually. <laughs> okay, sweet loves, listen. <laughs> You can find Cheryl Cooley in Climax at Climax. And she may not speak back to you until three months later, but she will contact you that way. And she obviously checks her Facebook and her website. So check her out. And more importantly, if she's in a vi- at a venue close to you, near you, get a caravan together and go and see her perform. Uh, it is in a performance like none other. She really has an amazing show. And something you want to add to your uh, experiences <laughs> in this life. Appreciate all the uh, the fans that come out and support us and support me. So, and uh, I just want to um, acknowledge that. that. That's very important to me. We appreciate the legacy of music that you have uh, worked so hard in protecting and creating here Um over the years, um, we are beyond ecstatic and honored to have you here in the Satin Lounge. We are looking forward to the projects for Unruly Cooley and Climax. We will check you out on Twitter. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> yes. And you. thank you so much for coming and uh, being a part of this very important um, aspiration of my own. Oh, yeah. Anytime. I'll come hang out with you. Uh, okay. All right. And you make sure you uh, keep me informed of any updates that are happening with you as well. Oh, sure. Thank you. Um, we are going to play a track off of your Unruly Cooley CD here. Unrulycooley.com. I'm looking at a, a, a website for yeah. unrulycooley.com as well. You can check them out there as well to find out what they're up to. And uh, we'll continue to support you in your endeavors. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you. 